Hello. Welcome back to the Disneyland Show podcast. I'm your host, Nathan, and today we're going to be continuing our series on the Rides of Disneyland Resort with our next ride, Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, quickly before we get into talking about this incredible attraction, quickly like to mention that we do now have a Twitter page for those of you that don't follow us on Instagram and that are unaware. Yes, we do have a Twitter. It's just the Disneyland Show podcast. If you look it up, we should be hopefully the first one to pop up. Speaking of, uh, check us out on Instagram, the Disneyland Show podcast, all one word. You can send us an email to tdspodcast1 at gmail.com with any of uh, questions, topics of, of conversation, and hopefully in the future, your question or topic of conversation or anything of you want us to say uh, will be featured on air. And if you like the podcast, you know, always leave us a review on iTunes. It's greatly appreciated to broaden our, our fan base and so that we can get more episodes out to you just so it keeps us motivated. And quickly, just before we get into it, once again, I'm, I'd like to apologize for the lack of... Um, of bringing content out. There should be a schedule for the remainder of 2019, and hopefully we'll figure out some sort of thing for next year. But for now, uh, we're going to hopefully be doing one episode a week for the rest of 2019. But now let's get on to Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes, the New Orleans Square, one of the, the greatest attractions ever be built by Disney, and one of the oldest as well. So it is located in New Orleans Square between Haunted Mansion and Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones is in Adventureland, yes, but, I mean, in the case of a map, uh, it is to the right of Indiana Jones and to the left of Haunted Mansion. It is a dark ride, it is a boat ride, and it is approximately 14 minutes in length. There is no fast pass available, and it is a fast, rapid-loading ride system. So in case you haven't heard of Pirates of the Caribbean... Basically, you travel through the land of pirates. You experience what it's like to be a pirate going through locations such as Pirate's Grotto and the Fort. There is no real sequential story. You're not following really any characters, although if you are paying attention throughout the ride, there are going to be little Easter eggs for you. So let's get into the, the, the history and some general facts about this ride. So it opened on March 18th, 1967, in its location today. Yes, everything that was back in 1967 is how it is now. Just a couple of changes had to be made, of course. But for the most part, the ride stands where it once was. It was the last ride that Walt worked on. So in case you don't know, Walt Disney made Disneyland. And this was the last ride he made before his passing and the last ride that he oversaw. So... If you look at any newer attractions, you could kind of tell that Walt's magic was missing. And when you go back to Pirates, you'll feel that warmth off of, off of the, the ride. It's, it's really quite something. So when it was opened, it was the largest audio animatronic project. And it still is, I believe, the, has the most audio animatronics in any Disneyland ride don't quote me on that because there might be Splash Mountain. I haven't, I haven't looked into that. I haven't looked in that far on the audio animatronic fact side, but it is one of the absolute largest projects that are that's involved audio animatronics. It was originally intended to be a walk-through wax museum attraction. However, the success of the Carousel of Progress back in 1964 
Disney changed it to a water ride with animatronics, because yes, this was intended to be a wax, basically a wax museum, a glorified wax museum. However, after the success of the Carousel of Progress, and of course, you know, we got It's a Small World as well, it became almost inevitable that Pirates of the Caribbean had to be a water boat ride system with fast loading capabilities. So the ride itself was so successful, critically and audience and attendance-wise, that every Disney park on the planet has one Pirates-themed attraction. It doesn't have to be an exact copy of this ride, but it does have something that is along the theme of Pirates, and it's become one of the most recognizable properties from the Disney parks, because, I mean, they've made an entire film franchise off of them. In case you do not know that, yes... Pirates of the Caribbean was first a Disneyland ride, and now we're getting movies like Jungle Cruise next year, which is quite interesting. But that's a conversation for another time. So in case you are actually unaware of this, the Blue Bayou restaurant is located inside the ride. So when you first leave the loading station, if you look to your right, you'll see a bunch of people sitting down with waiters and carrying food. Those are actual paying customers of Disneyland that booked for their seats. Yes, that is an actual restaurant that you can book there after the ride. It's honestly a really cool idea, and I think it works for the atmosphere of the ride. And also, who knows, if no employees are looking, somebody might be able to throw you a piece of chicken on the ride. So the water smells, and in case you're unaware of this, almost every Disneyland ride that involves water smells. It's because some of the, the chemicals and stuff they put in, I believe, Pirates is just chlorine? Don't quote me on that, though. I'm not sure, because there's definitely other rides that have various smells, particularly Grizzly, P or, or Grizzly River Run, sorry. Splash Mountain, uh, what else is that? It's a Small World. Basically, yeah, every water ride in Disneyland smells. So Pyrus was the first of its kind implementing a rapid loading system. Yes, before it's a small world. This is the OG. This is the, the, the good one. Yeah, and it, it still works today. I mean, now we have so many crowds that are in Disneyland, and you still see this ride holding that half an hour wait time when everywhere else around it is having to have, you know like an hour and a half wait time we still see pirates half an hour because it's just it works so well and yes they do load a lot of boats on the ride where you might have to play a little game of what we call bumper boats at the at the end of the ride where you're just waiting to go up the, the lift hill back up to the loading platform but it works incredibly well for moving crowds and keeping people invested in attractions and they're not scared off to go back to their hotel or just go to disneyland for shopping it's a really cool idea, and it completely holds up to this day. So when the ride first opened, they used real human bones for the skeletons. This obviously changed, except for two, which we will get into when we talk about the actual ride itself and run you through what the ride is really like. Yes, because there are still two human bones on the ride, and it's quite fascinating. However, when they, they were trying to get an authentic feel. So they, I believe they bought it from a medical school, oh, a bunch of bones. Of course, they got into a lot of trouble, so they returned the bones all except for two. Which is kind of interesting. 
So yeah, once again, more than 120 animatronics are used on this ride. And I believe it is more than any other Disney Disneyland attraction. Uh, don't quote me on that once again because I'm not entirely sure on the facts for that one. And last, but certainly not least, because Pirates is a great ride, there are over 600 gallons of water that are used to keep going. So, yeah, and it always just keeps on going, keeps on going. Just The water just gets reused and stuff. All right. So let's talk about the actual ride itself. So you get launched out of the loading zone into this southern New Orleans setting. And yes, this is where you can see the blue bayou if you look to the right. Where you can also see a bunch of little lights flickering which are made to mimic fireflies and other insects. You glide along the water where you pass abandoned boats. Eventually going past a little shack with somebody in a rocking chair playing a banjo. That's just a nice little thing. I believe he has a dog there as well. It's just, it's kind of cool to, to set the tone for the ride. It's right when you go, it just gets very dark. You just see the blue bayou and you go through. It, it's really indescribable, even though I just described it to you. It, it, you have to experience it. After you travel through some arches until you reach the real start of the ride. A black tunnel with a talking skull on top of it says that you can't turn back and to keep your hands and, and feet inside the boat. And dead men tell no tales. And then whoosh. You go down maybe a ten foot drop in the pitch black. Your adventure has officially begun. So you enter a system of caves. This is the beginning of Pirate's Grotto. The first real quote unquote land. Or the, quote, the, the, the area that you pass through. Architecture is, is incredible. It reminds you of Big Thunder Mountain, you know, how you go up and you're just in this huge cave. This is completely reminiscent of that, except it's very tight. And it's beautiful. It lights up blue, and it just gives off this really eerie and mysterious vibe. Like, what are we... where are we going? So your first listen to the song Yoho plays for a tiny bit, until you reach your second drop. Still inside the small network, you travel down another 10-ish foot drop, maybe a little less this time, in complete light. So there's nothing to worry about. You can hold your kids. <laughs> you don't have to hold your kids this time. After the drop, you glide right. The music changes to this really eerie orchestra music, and you hear the line, Dead Men Tell No Tales, constantly repeating. This is the real Pirate's Grotto. As you glide right, you see a beach with treasure and skeletons. Possibly a shipwreck? You go around the show scene in a clockwise manner to the next two scenes. The world-famous skeleton steering a boat in a storm is the creepiest scene in the entire ride. It's got lightning flashing, it's got big bombastic thunderous sounds, and it's just got that skeleton standing looking straight ahead, constantly blowing in the wind. It's really eerie. It is incredibly, incredibly, it just, it, sends chills down your spine. Lightning flashes as the line Dead Men Tell No Tales continues. The next scene is where two pirate skeletons are sitting around a table in what appears to be an actual interior of a shipwreck. So the next show scene is a bed. It's the captain's bed. It's a dead captain's bed. There. <laughs> the bed is still intact and it's around a bedroom setting. These are where the bones are seen, the real bones. So if you look on the, the head area, 
of the bed, you'll see a skull, a skull and crossbones. The two crossbones are actual human bones. That's where the bones are. The Yoho song gets louder as you travel through a skeleton sitting atop a mountain of gold and treasure. You then travel through a more confined system of caves and have audio animatronics of skeletons talking. They're pretty much dense in the walls. So yes, it does get very claustrophobic in this area and you're just traveling past... It almost looks like paintings, but they're actual wall cutouts with skeletons inside. Now the room tremendously widens as you find yourself in the middle of a ship battle. This is the next major show scene or the next major area. Captain Barbosa on the left and the land and the land on the right battling it out. They're firing cannons at each other, they're flying everywhere, lights are flashing, smoke is going off. Now watch out because the cannons that fire off the ship and off the mainland splash the water. So make sure you can get wet. Make sure you, you watch out where the cannons are gonna spew up and the, the yeah. <laughs> you turn right into uh, to a pirate captain the middle of the town asking a person who is getting choked by a noose where Captain Jack Sparrow is. The whole town is there. You then turn left to the famous auction scene. A man asks what he can get for the hens. It was originally what, it could, what he could get for the women. However, last year in 2018, they did change that because of a bunch of all the movements that have begun. So they just switched it to how much for the hens. Yoho gets louder and louder as you travel underneath a bridge to the next scene. A man who is drinking says that he has the treasure map and that he can't wait to see the face of Jack. However, Jack is peeking out of a barrel that is right behind him. You continue straight as you pass a woman chasing a man and a, and a drunk man trying to call over a cat. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's very much, this is world building. This is purely for world building purposes. And you finally reach the animatronic trio singing Yo-Ho right next to a donkey. And the donkey is going along with them. And right outside the world famous, the instantly recognizable burning village. People are getting as close as they can to the water. People are trying to keep their animals safe because of all the fire that's happening. So next you go under another archway with people, you know, scrambling all over the place to the dungeon scene where many cellars are, are just empty, except for the main one. There are a group of men in there that are trying to get the key from the dog, as we all know from the story, if you've seen the movie, and if you've been on the ride itself, you know that they're trying, because the dog has the keys in his mouth, and they're trying to get the keys from the dog to escape. Now you enter the last show scene, where you go into the fort. Now you're caught in the middle of multiple people shooting at each other across the water. This scene marks the beginning of the end as you see the lift hill right up ahead as you begin the game of bumper boats if it's a busy day. This is where there's a bit of backlog so you can, you know, really see the the two or the multiple animatronics firing at each other. Now finally you see Jack Sparrow as he, you know, basically just says goodbye. As he sings Yoho to himself and tells a couple of quick quips as you go up the lift hill back up to behind the blue bayou. You loop around back to the loading platform. Now that is Pirates of the Caribbean. Now quickly before I get into my thoughts, uh, there is a couple of really cool theories that if you're interested in this stuff, I'd suggest you, you look up some Pirates of the Caribbean theories. 
there's one theory about the, the sequence of the ride and how, how the ride goes, where you start off in Pirate's Grotto, where it, it seems like it's the, the place where pirates go to die, and that's where their souls are rested. And yeah, so one of the current theories is that the ride is told pretty much backwards, where you start at the fort and you go to the pirate's death. So you're almost like a pirate, except you're living your life in reverse. That's one of the theories, but there are a couple more that I can't seem to remember right now off the top of my head, but there are there are a couple of main ones. That was the main one that I seem to be remembering, but there, there are some really cool theories that I highly suggest you check out if you're interested in this kind of stuff. Now on to my final thoughts on this ride because I absolutely adore this ride. This is probably top three in all of Disneyland and California Adventure. This ride to me has always just been incredible. It's been a it's been a it's been an experience where even in Disneyland you get lost and it feels like you're just escaping reality as soon as you enter the parks. This ride almost feels like you're escaping the reality that you're trying to escape. It, yeah. You just enter this world and you, you never want to get out. It's, it's awesome. And like I said, the ride is fairly long, but it goes by really quick. And if you're really paying attention, you'll get some stuff. You'll, you'll find some little Easter eggs that'll, that'll make it worth it. It makes, it makes the whole thing worth it. You just have to experience it. You have to see it to believe it. And if you haven't been on this ride or you haven't watched any ride-throughs, go on to YouTube. Next time you go to the parks... Be sure to check this one out because it is incredible and it's something that everybody is going to like. Everyone in your entire family, everybody in your entire group, it's something that everybody can go on and find at least some enjoyment in and everybody can kind of get different interpretations on what the ride is actually about. Yeah, so of course I am going to give Pirates of the Caribbean a max pass even though it doesn't offer fast pass at Disneyland. You just, you have to get on this one. This is an absolute Disney classic, kind of like, it's a small world, where you just, you kind of have to go on this one, and everybody's going to like it. I haven't talked to really a single person that hasn't found enjoyment in the ride. Maybe you don't like how the ride goes, but you you're you find yourself caught up, you know, yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's life for me. It's, it's incredible, and I, I love pretty much everything about this ride. So if you haven't been on Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, you should definitely, definitely get on it next time you go to Disneyland. And that is Pirates of the Caribbean, pretty much in a nutshell. It's it's a great ride. And yeah, so thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Once again, you can find us on social media, so Twitter, the Disneyland Show Podcast, and on Instagram, the Disneyland Show Podcast, all one word. Make sure to follow us over there uh, for updates to when episodes come out you know uh updates on when the next episodes are going to come out and so on and so on if you have any questions for us or you want to you know chat with us you could send us a dm over instagram or twitter or you can also send us an email to tdspodcast1 at gmail.com also available in the episode description and you can send us questions, topics of conversation, anything you want us to talk about or what, what you want us to talk with you about. Uh, yeah, just send us over any questions you have. Once again, that's tdspodcast1 at gmail.com. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. 
thanks for thanks for listening. Make sure to, you know, subscribe to us on YouTube as well, and uh, follow us uh, wherever you you get your podcast, wherever you're listening to this podcast from. And uh, yeah, so thanks for listening. This is host Nathan from the Disneyland Show signing off.